Good day, fellow Forbes degenerates. This is your host, Faye Morden Freeman, and I'd like to welcome you to episode number one of the Go Fast and Win podcast, powered by The Sharp Place. Now, you might ask yourself, what is the Go Fast and Win name all about? Where did that come from? Well, it's from a movie back in the 80s called Let It Ride. The Let It Ride movie starred Richard Dreyfuss as the main character, and it is a trip into degeneracy and horse racing. Uh, if you're a degenerate, you will absolutely love the movie. If you're not, you might still get some laughs out of it. It's definitely worth uh, renting. Uh, most of the streaming services have it. You might be able to even buy it for, I think, $3.99 on iTunes. And like many 80s movies, it's only an hour and a half, so it's not like you have a big time commitment. If you do end up watching it, uh, obviously if you're watching closely, you'll see where the go fast and win line plays into things, and then you will definitely know why I chose it for the title of the podcast here. The goal of this is simply to put a lot of sports information, thoughts, and uh, insights, things that have been passed to me, etc., into your hands whenever we're doing a show here so that you can be the most informed sports enthusiast out there. Uh, let's dive into things. I'll start with the NFL, then we'll go to NCAA football. So let's get right into it. Thursday night, we have Tennessee and Pittsburgh playing tonight. I don't know who's worse, Kenny Pickett or McKee Travisky, our old boy Mitch, or Fane Mitch, as I like to call him. I don't know which one's worse, but I can't see Pittsburgh moving the ball tonight. Um, we have Tennessee on the other side. They're not really that great at moving the ball either. Both teams have good defenses. So everything points to this being a low-scoring affair, which probably means we are going to see an absolute shootout tonight. Why? I don't know. That's just usually how these things kind of play out. So uh, let's see what we get there. But moving on into the NFL card, I don't go game by game on this because obviously it would take way too long. I'm going to hit NFL and hit college and just some names that caught my eye things that uh, popped up when I was, was analyzing them. The next game I'll go to is Green Bay. Green Bay is absolute trash. Uh, we saw that on Sunday. Uh, Green Bay could not do a darn thing against Minnesota. Cousins was out, and Green Bay still couldn't get themselves back in the game. Now you have the Packers going up against the Stafford List Rams team. Uh, sometimes that can be tough because you have the quarterback, you don't have a lot of tape in, I'm, I'm ripping. And I don't know how the Packers will handle that. They don't really handle anything well. But given how everything sort of says the Packers are a disaster and they kind of hit their low last leap by not being able to do a thing against Minnesota, I think this might be their week. Just one of those silly things that, like the shootout potentially tonight on Thursday, I could see Green Bay looking great on Sunday against the Rams team that sort of has had a lot of volatility and I think is kind of overrated for what they've been able to do this season. Uh, next team that I'm going to look at here is Houston Tampa Bay. Houston, I've been really impressed with them this year. Are they great? No, of course not. They have a long way to go, but they were awful last year. And now to see them be competitive and in games and have tools, defense plays, offense plays, it, it, it's a good picture. It's a Houston team that is definitely up and coming. And I think they're still being vastly undervalued by the market. I think Tampa is giving way too much credit in this spot. Tampa should have lost to Buffalo on Thursday night last week by the score of like 52 to 10. 
But the Bills just did not have that pillar of instinct. They did not put Tampa away. They really were just trying to run the clock out from about halftime uh, to the end of the game. That baby didn't really care to move the ball or do anything. And it just looked, hang around, hang around, hang around, hang around, and then Tampa gets the backdoor cover uh, at the end there. And Tampa had to get that cover by every, I think there were two fourth down plays that they got a first down from a penalty. Otherwise, they should have been long out of that game. But it is what it is, and that final score is going to give people belief that Tampa is somehow competitive with the likes of the upper echelon and the NFL like the Bills, and I don't see that. I, I think Houston should handle them uh, very easily this coming weekend. We've got the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, new coach, Jimmy G is benched. A lot of what would seem is disarray, but sometimes it can be this sort of stuff that motivates a team to really play hard that very next team. So I don't know what the Raiders are going to look like for the whole season, but I could see them getting up for this game for their new infirm coach, for the backup. Uh, I, I think the Raiders might be uh, one to look at this week. Last and certainly least this week, let's talk about the Jets. Uh, I don't see how the Jets could be competitive against the Chargers, but that is probably why this will be a rather close game. The Jets do have a good, uh, excuse me, good defense. And we've seen how the Chargers, despite all their weapons, despite every quarterback, despite all the ability that they have on offense, they constantly find a way to screw it all up. They constantly find a way to not beat the teams that they should beat. And I think that can be another case this week where we see the Chargers perhaps come out good right away, but then let the Jets linger in this game and it ends up being a competitive affair towards the end. So that's what I'm looking at in the NFL, kind of caught my eye. Moving on to college football. First game I want to talk about is the uh, adopted college that I've taken on this year, which is Ole Miss. Uh, I went to, uh, I've been able to get to two games at Ole Miss. It's been a great time. Uh, I definitely suggest going there. It's worth tailgating. It is world's largest tailgating party, and it is a lot of fun. Uh, I would say, especially in the fall, where the weather's pretty uh, comfortable, uh, it's going to start to get a little chilly here out in your tent. So that's something, if you don't like the cold weather, you might uh, want to think about reassessing. But uh, going early in the season to a big game, it's a lot of fun. So given my uh, enjoyment of watching Ole Miss football this year, I've kind of gotten a feel for them in every game, look at stats, probably the one college that I followed the most. And this week game really stands out to me. I don't know why they're only giving three to Texas A&M. So when I'm looking at the match, if I go, oh, the odds maker face, this should be a three-point game. I think it should be five and a half or six. I mean, Ole Miss has really done well in its games. They've dominated, they've covered well. Uh, why is this only three points? Basically saying that this is an even matchup on a neutral field. I think it's because a lot of Ole Miss success has been luck or they've extended leads at the very end of the game. Uh, I watched the Georgia Tech team earlier this season. Georgia Tech was very competitive against Ole Miss in that game. Could have easily beat Ole Miss, except the Rebels got a couple breaks they took it in, they had a lead, and then at the end, Kiffin, as he often will do for the uh, boosters and the alumnists, he ended up blowing that game out at the end. But it was really competitive for most of the game. Uh, I also attended that Arkansas game, as some of you know, and in that game, Ole Miss just let Arkansas hang around. Ole Miss looks like a much better team, and I think that's the concern here this week. 
as much as I'd like to see Ole Miss win, I think that Texas City and M could hang in this one and possibly get the upset in Oxford. I'm sorry, Oxford. Uh, I love you. You know, I enjoyed Beret. Uh, great food out there. But I think that uh, this could be a this would be a concern for you this week. Something to watch out for. I think A&M is going to match up well and, again, could possibly get the upset. But what I that it games this week that uh, those in the betting industry are going to be watching the most are probably Ohio State and Florida State. Huge money going to both of those teams. Uh, so we, as the book, uh, they'd like to see one of those get upset and have the outright loss. Of course, it doesn't look like it's going to be easy. You've got uh, 21 points for Florida State. You've got 18 and a half for Ohio State. Get an outright win there is, is kind of a long shot. But if you get it, that's a big moneymaker. Moving along to the game in college that I'm really highlighting. I, I am highlighting that Ole Miss thing in that game. But the one that I'm really highlighting is Purdue and Michigan. I was kind of surprised to see how much TV promotion is going into this game. You know, the network is really boosting this one up. I believe it's uh, Fox, ABC. I can't even recall. I know ABC usually has these, but whatever network it was, I've seen a ton of promotion all week for this game. It doesn't make any sense. It should be a, an absolute blowout. So if you're the network and this is your game, what do you want to see? You want to see a competitive Big Ten matchup between Purdue and Michigan. However, the spread is 33 and a half points. So based on what the odds makers in the sports betting industry is saying, this is not going to be a close one. But to me, given the TV promotion, given how much they're hyping this game, it should be a blowout. I think we might be surprised. Uh, it's total conspiracy theory angle, but I think Purdue might be competitive in this one. Maybe come Saturday night, I go, well, I was absolutely wrong on, that, on this one, and Michigan wins 70 to nothing. But keep an eye on this Purdue game. I think they're going to do something here. I think they're going to be competitive, and I think it could be a lot closer than many expect. Thank you very much. We have made it to the end of the first ever Go Fast and Win podcast episode. Thank you for surviving this far with me. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I hope it only gets better. Obviously, you know, I'm just starting this out, so I'm trying to get a feel for things, layout, format, information. So I appreciate your patience, and I promise you it will get better in the episodes ahead. Uh, I'd like to bring in some analytics uh, sort of things. Uh, one just basis, one of my example would be a strict schedule uh, is a really good one to keep an eye on when it comes to college football, and that comes into play in that Purdue game, for example. Purdue has the eighth hardest strength of schedule this year, whereas Michigan is the 68th hardest strength of schedule. And why that's important is because sometimes we can get a feel for a team. Always top teams tend to play as cupcake schedules. We can get a feel for them based on their performance. But actually, when you look under the hood, they haven't played anybody good. So are they really that good? And that can come into play substantially when it comes to perception, leading to a certain price on a game, leading to what value lies in that game. So dive more into that i'd like to tighten this up as well in like under 10 minutes so a lot of going to be working on thanks for your patience with it i hope you join what you got today i apologize for the uh, morgan freeman fate morgan freeman list that occurs i still don't know why that happens i gotta work on the audio software with that but it's all coming together trust me thanks again for uh listening i hope everyone has a great week be safe out there and i will see you again with another episode real soon